The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 10 greatest college football games ever played in October in the history of college football. October, it marks the height of the fall season when college football is really getting revved up, and many phenomenal games were played in October. And today, we will count down the 10 greatest games ever played in October. But before we count down the 10 greatest games, here are a few games that did not make our list listed in chronological order. October 1st, 1910, Georgia 101, Locust Grove 0. This was opening day of the season. And it was coach W.A. Cunningham's first game at Georgia. The year before, Georgia went 1-2-4 and four and scored a total of 14 points all season. Quite a debut. October 22nd, 1922, West Virginia 12, Washington and Jefferson 12. On the last play of the game, West Virginia went for it, but was stopped inches short of the goal line to secure a stunning tie. And that tie was a lone game to derail a perfect season for the Mountaineers. October 8th, 1921, Harold W. Arlen announced the first live college football game broadcast by KDKA Radio. Final score, Pittsburgh 21, West Virginia 13. October 10th, 1936, the Ohio State University marching band dotted the I for the first time, and it occurs exactly 16 measures from the end of Lay Regiment. October 7, 1964, Arkansas 14, Texas 13. Texas was 4-0, number one in the nation, riding a 15-game winning streak and had won the national championship the year before. This win propelled Coach Boyle's team to an undefeated season in the national championship that year. And October 10, 1970, what a comeback. Oregon 41, UCLA 40, down 40 to 21 with just over four minutes remaining. The Ducks quarterback was forced out of the game and in came sophomore Dan Fouts, who propelled the stunning comeback. Well, if those games did not make our list, which games did? Here we go. The top 10 games played in October in the history of college football. Number 10, the true battle of the heavyweights. October 28, 1905, Colorado 15, Kansas zero. This was the true battle of the heavyweights as Kansas entered the game 6-0, having shut out every team they faced up until that point in the season. Colorado entered the game 4-0, and they had also shut out every team they faced up to that point in the season. The vaunted defenses battled it out all day, but Colorado put together enough of an offense to win the game. Number nine, the fifth down game, October 6, 1990. Colorado 33, Missouri 31. Coming off an 11-1 season, the year before, Colorado had entered the game 3-1-1. Missouri, they were 2-2. Two two. It was a hard-fought game, and the Buffaloes found themselves down 31-27 with 30 seconds remaining and had first and goal from the three. And here is what happened. Colorado spikes the ball and second down. 
Colorado gains two yards on an Eric the enemy run. Now, third down and one with 18 seconds remaining, and they hand off to Bienemy for no gain. So it's fourth and goal from the one with eight seconds remaining. And this is where the stunning stuff truly happens. After Bienemy was tackled, the referee stopped the clock with eight seconds left to clear the pile of players. But in that moment, the fourth down marker was never flipped. And this means the marker still displayed third down. Colorado spiked the ball, and now there's two seconds remaining. So with fifth and goal from the one, a quarterback sneak into the end zone, won the game for the Buffaloes. Coach McCartney said after the game, I didn't even know we had an extra down. And in hindsight, who on earth would spike the ball on fourth and goal from the one? This win helped propel the Buffaloes to the eventual national championship that season. Number eight, the game of the year, October 4th, 1986. San Jose State 45, Fresno State 41. This is a wild one. Fresno State entered the game 3-0 with decisive wins of 55-2, to 27-0, and 34-10. San Jose State, well, they entered the game 2-2. Two two. Fresno State fell behind 24-0. Fresno State then scored 31 unanswered points to take a 31-24 lead. They built a lead up to 41-31. With one minute remaining in the game and down by 10, San Jose State scored on a five-yard touchdown pass to cut the lead to 41-38. On the ensuing onside kick, San Jose State recovered. And one touchdown pass later, San Jose State won a high-powered offensive affair where the teams combined for over 1,000 yards. Sports Illustrated, well, they named the game the game of the year. Seven, oh, what could have been for Penn. October 24th, 1896. Lafayette 6, Penn 4. Coach George Woodroff's Penn team entered the game 9-0. and Having shut out, now follow this, every team they faced that season, they were riding a 33-game winning streak. And if that's not enough, after this game, they would not lose until the 10th week of the 1898 season. Remember, this was 1896. Had the Quakers won this game, they would have gone from 1894 to 1898. That's five seasons with a 66-game winning streak. George Woodruff's 1987 team featured John Outland, the namesake of the famed Outland Trophy, given to the nation's best linemen. Lafayette that year, well, they would go on to finish 11-0-1. Their tackle? fielding Yost. Number six, one epic game involving brother-in-laws. On October 14th, 1922, Vanderbilt 0, Michigan 0. Coach McGugan's 1922 Vanderbilt team entered the game 2-0. Michigan was 1-0 and was coached by McGugan's brother-in-law, the legendary coach, fielding Yost. This scoreless tie would prove to be the only blemish on either team's schedule that season, as Vanderbilt would go 8-0-1 and Michigan 6-0-1. Playing at home, the game was a spectacle. Students, alumni, even politicians attended that inaugural game at Dudley Field. And the largest stadium dedicated to football in the South was played there. In the first half, after a 20-yard punt gave Michigan great field position, the Wolverines drove to the two-yard line where they faced fourth and goal. They lined up for what appeared to be the apparent field goal, but faked it and was stopped at the one-foot line. Both defenses were dominant in the second half, and the game ended in a scoreless tie. Number five, the Powder River Pass. October 23rd, 1954. Arkansas 6, Old Miss 0. The trick play. Number seven, Arkansas entered the game known as the 25 Little Pigs because they were small, they were quick, and they were also 4-0. Number five, Old Miss entered the game 5-0, and they won by scores of 35-12, to 28-9, 52 to nothing, 22 to seven, and 34 to seven. In short, they were never challenged. In front of a stalled out stadium in Little Rock, 
With four minutes left, the game was knotted at zero to zero. At their own 34-yard line, the Razorbacks deployed the Powder River Pass. The Razorbacks ran a sweep, pitched the ball to tight end Bubby Bob Benson. The old Miss defense, they converged towards the sweep. Lead blocker Preston Carpenter made his block, then suddenly raced downfield. Benson held up and threw 33 yards to Carpenter, who runs the remaining 33 yards for the touchdown. Result, you ask? A 66-yard touchdown pass for the only score of the day. Arkansas won six to nothing. Number four, a probable national championship was shot down by a cannon. October 31st, 1959. LSU seven, Old Miss three, Halloween night. At Baton Rouge, number one LSU entered the game six and zero. Oh. Number three Old Miss entered the game six and zero. Oh. On Halloween night, LSU halfback Billy Cannon, who'd go on to win the Heisman that year, made arguably the most famous play in LSU history, if not SEC history if not college football history. But I'm getting ahead of myself. See, this was a showdown between two undefeated, bitter SEC rivals. Legend had it that tickets were so difficult to come upon, one fan offered his Cadillac for seats. Each team themselves, well, they allowed only one touchdown all season. In the first quarter, Mississippi went up three to nothing. Now still up three to nothing in the fourth quarter, Old Miss punted and Cannon took the punt at his own 11. Broke seven tackles, and returned at 89 yards for the game's only touchdown. Now think about that. There were 11 players on Old Miss's defense, and Cannon shot through seven of them. This would prove to be Old Miss's only loss in 1959. If you happen to ever get the opportunity to watch the grainy footage of the run, I guarantee you will get chills up your spine. But still, there were 10 minutes left in the game, and at game's end on fourth down, Old Miss had the ball two yards from the end zone. But the LSU defense stuffed the run. Who made the hit at the goal line, you ask? Billy Cannon. Halloween night, the night old Mrs. Dreams of a perfect season and a probable national championship was shot down by a cannon. Number three, the most points ever scored by a team in a college football game. October 7th, 1916, Georgia Tech 222, Cumberland zero. Recently, I did a podcast on a play-by-play announcing of the game that was played in Grand Field, Atlanta that day. And it's the actual game play-by-play accounts that were taken from the Atlanta Journal. John Heisman's Georgia Tech team led 63 to nothing after the first quarter, 126 to nothing by halftime. In the game, Georgia Tech massed 978 yards, scored 32 touchdowns, 10 touchdowns on first downs, forced 15 turnovers, and had seven turnovers that went for touchdowns. Georgia Tech held Cumberland to minus 28 yards in total offense, and Georgia Tech never threw a pass. We're down to the final two Greatest games ever played in October. Do you know what they are? Do you know what we left out? Hint, spoiler alert here. They happen on the same day, as in the same date, day and year. Number two, the most famous day in sports history, part one, October 18th, 1924. The original ride of the four horsemen. Inspired by Grantland Wright's famous words, he was a New York Times Herald Tribune reporter. And he said, outlined against a blue, gray October sky, the four horsemen rode again. In dramatic lore, they are known as famine, pestilence, destruction, and death. But these are only aliases. Their real names are Struldria, Miller, Crowley, and Leyden. The game, you ask. Well, at the Polo Grounds in New York with 55,000 fans, Notre Dame defeated Army 13-7. In the first quarter, Notre Dame drove and scored and took a 6-0 lead. Down 7-6 in the third quarter, this backfield, using quick counts, quick snaps, multiple shifts, Drives again, and Crowley scores a touchdown. 
as Notre Dame takes the lead for good, 13 to 7. One of the greatest backfields that ever played, the Four Horsemen, Shuldria, Miller, Crowley, and Layden, led Notre Dame that year to the national championship. It was Newt Rockney's best team, and that's his own quote. Well, here we have it, the most famous game in the history of October. What did we leave out? Most famous day in sports history, part two. October 18th, 1924, Red Grange turned in the most famous 12 minutes in the history of college football. Scoring the first four times he touched the ball, Red Grange amassed 265 yards before the first quarter ended. Illinois 39, Michigan 14. Red Grange total for the day, 402 yards. Let me start from the beginning. Red Grange takes the opening kickoff against Michigan to the house for a 95-yard kickoff return. On the Illini next possession, he took a handoff round left end, cut back, and raced 67 yards for a touchdown. On the next possession, Grange took the handoff, raced downfield, cut back across the field for a 56-yard touchdown. And two minutes later, he took a handoff and raced 44 yards for a touchdown. One needs to recognize in a 12-minute span on four consecutive runs. Each time he touched the ball, Red Grange scored. This means in 12 minutes of game time, Red Grange scored four touchdowns on four carries and rushed for 265 yards. Think about that. I'll wait. Grange then rested until the third quarter, and in the second half, Grange scored on a 13-yard run and threw a touchdown pass. He totaled, again, 402 yards. And if that is not all, his efforts led the Illini to a 39-14 defeat of Michigan, ending the Wolverines' 22-game winning streak on a day the Illini were inaugurating the new stadium. The legend of the Galloping Ghost was born. Damon Runyon wrote, this man, Red Grange of Illinois, is three or four men and a horse rolled into one. He is Jack Dempsey, Babe Ruth, Al Jolson, and Pavel Nurme. Well, there you have it, the 10 greatest games played in the month of October. Now, I know you may be thinking, what about this game or what about that game? But maybe we gave you something to consider as a game worthy to be considered one of the greatest games ever played in October. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. <music>